0: In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Welcome to Destination Delicious. Today I have in the studio with me Jessica Hewlett. I met Jessica on Friday when I judged a. Uh, it, it was a cook-off between four young, talented chefs, and one of these chefs was going to leave there that night with a job at the uh, soon-to-open Radical Tacos. That was Jessica Jess, who is sitting over across from me, just about to burst because <laughs> she's still so excited. Congratulations, <laughs> Thank Jess! Thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much. I am honored. Absolutely well, honored.
0: And, and you you did a great job. You presented yourself so well. You know, this process, hear a little bit about Radical Tacos. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in Soulsville. It's going to be on Walker. Mm-hmm. And it's part of 275 uh, Food Project, which also ha- has Radical Tacos, has Radical Salads mm-hmm. down at um, uh, Puck Food Hall. But it also has a mission mm-hmm. to, you know, just sort of bring food equality um, throughout the community and we're going to be talking to the founders of that uh, another time and we'll go more into it but they look they took this seriously and so you started this process how long ago you sent in your video when um
1: maybe a month ago i sent in my video i think Mm -hmm. maybe a little longer than that and then um I, I, i truly when i've filled it out. So, okay, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was after the Craft Food and Wine Festival. Um, so it was maybe like the 22nd, 23rd of June and shortly after that, maybe like a week or so, I got the you know, the approval to get to the interview stage. Mm-hmm. And once I got to the interview stage, I was like, "Oh my god, this may happen. <laughs> was, I was already nervous <laughs> for the interview. Um, and so after the interview, I was like, okay, I'm going to like stick my head in a lot of fusion books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of just went crazy with like just fusion stuff for about two weeks. It's like I was at work trying stuff. I was at home trying stuff.
0: And work was the liquor store where yes. you were the head cook, right? Yes,
1: yes. yes head chef there. And um, so, yeah, they ate a lot of fusion stuff. Um, a lot <laughs> of the servers, like, Jess, what are we trying today? Um, so, because I just, I, I didn't have any idea what I would settle on. Um, so, I've really been putting a lot of work into it. I guess we can say a little over a month. I've been kind of trying to work it out and make it happen.
0: So, there were nine of us that judged on Friday night, mm-hmm. but that was only part of the process. So, first of all, like she said, she had to get through, you had to get through the video. video. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, an in-person interview. Yes. Then the the live performance. and yes. And so I, I was there. Erling Jensen, um, uh, Marlon Foster, who yes. is also over in the social community and does fantastic things there were there were nine total and yes. um and Dave Krogh yes. who Dave is a real important part of this because Dave is actually going to be your mentor yes and oh my god so he's trying to give back kind of like he feels like Erling gave to him mm-hmm. and he's going to teach you yes that teach you what what's he going to teach you do you I, know
1: I am going to be listening I will let you know like in about 12 months what all I've learned I feel like my head is going to swell with what I'm going to learn.
0: Right after uh, the competition at, I went over to to say hello to you when I was talking to everyone, and you were talking with Erling and you were telling him how you really wanted to learn you said, I really want to learn all the things about like the shipping and purchasing mm-hmm. and buying and mm-hmm. you know you had all these other things besides mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. cooking. yeah, this is because I guess someday you need to know this for your own restaurant absolutely that
1: is ultimately my goal
0: um my my wife and I are.
1: So passionate about healthier eating Um, and you can eat healthy with literally anything that you try. And it is like the biggest thing for us. So Our goal is to, to be as knowledge and as versed about, you know, any way of eating, however, whatever way to create cuisine. But we also have to know the other side of things. You know, like I said, the shipping, the processing, the inventory, the pars, the prep, there's so much that goes into a restaurant opposed to just cooking. Like cooking is just the end product. It's just what you all get opportunity to eat and enjoy. But there's There's prep, there's time temperatures, there's safety hazards, there's sanitation. There's so many different particles that comes to successfully running a kitchen. And I know that working with Dave Krogh, who has worked under Erling Jensen, like that's top of the tops here. And I'm so honored to have the opportunity because not only will I be, you know, shining up my expertise and opening up my creativity with food, but I will be really, really getting this hands on experience from people who've been doing this for years. Well,
0: and that's true. And you're going to learn from them. But I think you have the enthusiasm. That was certainly something that came through on Friday night. That I know you're going to, you're going to, you would do well with or without, but this is a fantastic opportunity. And again, congratulations to you. you. Now I asked, um, because not everybody can see us a few minutes ago, I said, Jess, I want to talk to you about some of your ideas for food. And she did something. I love it when I'm in a bar and I say to a bartender, something about, you know, a drink and they pull out their book. Well, Jess has a book she's carrying around with her for food instead of drink ideas. <laughs> so open that book up. Let's talk about some of the tacos you're going to be doing. Okay. Um, there's so I,
1: I can't stop thinking about food. I actually, um, dream about That's it. That's what you said. You really do, do. You
0: dream about, do you dream about dishes that didn't, mm-hmm. then you wake up and, mm-hmm. and you I, cook them? And I
1: go and I create them. Like a lot of times I will, uh, wake up and, uh, We'll drink a little coffee. I'll get my morning going, and I'll tell Sharika, I'm like, hey. So I dreamed about, and we'll talk about it. And she's like, you know, you should add this to it and, like, take this out. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it when I get to work. And I'll get to work and create it. Um, So I want, man, I was looking at um, um, some stuff today, and there um, are so many different things you can do with a taco, right? That's true. Oh and the, and these
0: are all fusion tacos, right? Are you going to have any just like Plano um, tacos, I, like I, a, a Mexican type taco? So
1: I'm absolutely sure that there's going to be like a more, as many affordable options for everybody. So we will almost surely have simple You know, tacos Mm -hmm. like our simple, like, you know, meats and cheese on it or just onions and cilantro or however. And then, you know, there'll be the opportunity to have the completely fusioned and like extremely creative tacos. And I want to take it far um I want to do I want to reach everybody. I want to reach my people who like pork belly and I want to reach my people Ooh. who like you are vegan, who don't want, you know, like any cheese or dairy. So I I want to span the spectrum and I would enjoy covering different parts of the world, like creating fusion with more than just Asian, but like African and Asian or Mediterranean and and Latin. Like can you imagine? Just can you imagine like the way we cook fajitas and then having like a Greek theme to it, like feta and cucumber on top of something that you would eat with a fajita? Like, can you? Can't I can't even. Oh, Fathom I it in
0: my mind, too. Yeah, yes, you can. You just said it. You, so, you've already fathomed so it. You've like already to... created it. Now you just have to go cook it. We need, we need to bring our little cooktop in here, Natalie. That's what we need. We we can cook in this room. I would love
1: to feed you guys. Like,
0: absolutely love it. The, uh, we love being fed. You don't have to worry. You can feed us anytime. That's always... Anybody who comes on here should always feel free to bring food, by the way. Absolutely. the. So tell me some of the things. that look, go just randomly pick a page in that okay. book. Don't look. Just right. just turn to it and tell me what's on that page.
1: Okay. So this is just a grocery list here. Um some of well, the,
0: okay, maybe we need another. Page. <laughs> well, well,
1: here's a here's a crazy thing. I, I I can take some of these things and 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 create a taco for you. So on here I got stuff like the goju chain, which is which is absolutely one of my favorite things That's to do. That's a Korean with. chili paste. Oh, it is amazing. It is. I love it. It is amazing. Um, So I would take, like, goju chang and maybe some shrimp because, like, we don't do enough with shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. So I would uh, take the goju chang, the lime. I love lime. Um, and garlic powder. Do you put garlic on everything?
0: Everything. Absolutely everything. Everything, guys. <laughs> Garlic, I love garlic. Most things, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Not not everything, but that's something I've cut back. Well, I mean, you know, I'm talking about. you right. all know we don't put garlic on. You know, well, I don't put it on my pancakes. Right, right, right. i sweet things, right? But I don't use quite as much as I used to. Yeah, and it, I also don't eat food quite as spicy as I used to. And the reason for all this is, I just started realizing. If you have flavors that overwhelm, like heat or mm-hmm. garlic or something that's mm-hmm. overwhelming, mm-hmm. you're missing out on mm-hmm. a lot of the nuance of yep. the food. So I want things to be a little more balanced so I can and when get you, more flavors. And when
1: you add garlic to heat, it stretches the heat, so it makes it hotter. So keep that in mind mm. <laughs> next time you're cooking. Yeah, now, next yeah. time I'm cooking. Next time i
0: Like, I'm <laughs> I used to cook all the time. I feel like such an imposter sometimes now because I hardly ever cook at all. And, no. and I d- used to get as excited about it as you are yeah. right now. And now yeah. it's like, I know. Somebody's got to clean those dishes.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the hard part It's the dishes. But um, so I would take this shrimp and I would do it kind of ceviche style with the lime and cure it with the lime. Mm-hmm. And I would drop like a spoonful of gochujang into the lime to like create this... Flavor to the shrimp.
0: All right. I'm liking this so far. Yeah.
1: So then we'll take a taco. Let's put Mm -hmm. it on a taco, right? So we'll do a taco. And instead of like a slaw or something like that, we'll do like pickled onions and feta on top of it. Something simple. But it would be like a ceviche taco. Okay. Sold. Yeah.
0: Turn the page. Turn find, the page. Turn to, find another page. All tell right. me something else. So here's the mango salsa that I oh, did that was for the competition. Really, such a nice salsa. You like that?
1: I'm I loved that. Glad
0: you, that. I'm glad you liked I love mango, but I'm not like usually like crazy about mango mm-hmm. salsa. But that one was really, really good. So the key to it was just enough
1: mango. Mm-hmm. So mango is like extremely supple, especially when you cut it. It's mm-hmm. just gonna like soak into everything and it pulls in all of the flavors as well. Well that's what it did in the in the salsa. Super in that salsa.
0: So you had mangoes, tomatoes, um yeah,
1: avocado. Uh, mm-hmm. Avocado, cilantro, jalapeno, lime, uh, green bell peppers. I even got fancy and I threw some yellow bell peppers in Look there at you. I like bell peppers. They're they're awesome. Um, I did red onion in there. I didn't have that in my recipe, um, but I should have. Because you can't make salsa without red no, onion, you right? Can't. You're right. I gotta have onion. Gotta for have sure. Have onion in there. And uh the cilantro. the cilantro, I I almost forgot it. Y'all, it was like chopped. Oh my god, and y'all! then <laughs> you had to go first. Why um, did you have to go first? By the so, way, so so this is so crazy. So okay, there was like four straws, right? We pull straws, oh. right? So normally when you pull straws, they pick the short straw first, right? So Dave was like long straw. I was like, and I had the longest straw. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how I got to go first. So y'all had different lengths of straws yes. to determine, oh. and 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 I had the long one. So when I saw that I had the long one, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go last. Mm.
0: No, I ended up going first. But you know, actually, first was a good place to be there. Absolutely. Actually, first and last were, yeah, were good spots. Yeah. I know. Dead, but it's just the luck of the draw, clearly, yeah, in yeah, this case. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what, did you get less time to prepare than the others? We had, or did you stagger it? They staggered it. We okay. had the same amount of
1: time. So it, you know, yeah. you we I think we're 10 minutes apart mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It was just so intense because okay, like restaurant life, you know, there is a you know, a course of things or you know, things happen in progression. So you like you start, you cut the tomatoes, then you cut the onion and then you add it in. So but there's like groups of people or at least one you know, person per thing. So there's a prep person there's a cook there's a dishwasher there's you know there's you were all these things I was I was all That's of right. those things, and it was so real. It was it was so much fun, um, but it was real. Like the last thirty minutes, I was like, "Oh my god!" I had everything made mm-hmm. already, but it was like I needed to warm up the meat, and I needed to make sure I plated things right. I didn't know how I was gonna plate things. I didn't want to put it all on there. I I don't like a dirty plate, so like I don't want to send food out with like stuff everywhere. So I was like, "Okay, I gotta put the salsa in a different thing."
0: It was just a lot of components it was so much fun but you pulled it together everybody did <laughs> yes I mean, there was I don't think anyone brought a plate that they forgot something right. like, actually I think one person did for yeah they did there was one person but it, it, I mean that was a, a yeah. minor thing yeah. I mean you know that was it was nice and there was a lot of talent yes. in that room mm-hmm. so what else have you done we know that you just left the liquor store mm-hmm. when you when you got this mm-hmm. so now you are with food to, uh, to 75 food mm-hmm. but what else have you done uh, so in food? Um, so i'll i'll give you where i started
1: and then we'll work our way start up. from the beginning start from the beginning so um I actually will, will, I am what I consider a late bloomer in the food world. Um, I was like 25, 26 when I realized, you know what, nothing is working for me. Um, so let's figure this out. So what else did you try first? Um, I was in customer service. I've always been in customer service. I've been working since I was 15. Um, I worked, my first job was at Kroger. <laughs> it was awesome i was like a bagger um at the time at the time i kind of hated it but it was it was really uh my introduction into like people mm-hmm. and like different people and kind of seeing how people think when food is involved um and i stayed there until i was 21. then from there i just kind of went a couple of different places um my mother passed uh when i was 18 like two weeks before i was supposed to go Sorry. to college no it's okay it's okay um she was a cafeteria manager at King Kingsbury. No and kidding. so, all of this food stuff is like in my family. Did you go
0: to school in Kingsbury?
1: I did not. I, well, for one had, day, well, they
0: had this cooking uh, program there. Yes, yeah.
1: yes, she was like a part of it. I went there for one day, my ninth grade year, mm-hmm. uh, one day, and then I ended up going to Craigmont. Um, so that's where I graduated from. Um, and so I was supposed to go to UT Knox. Well, I did. I went to UT Knox uh, two weeks after, and my aunt just, like, pushed me, pushed me. She's like, go, have fun. And, and then it didn't work. I was depressed. And, you know, I mean, sure. understandably so, you know. Absolutely. So I came back home, went back to working at Kroger. That really wasn't getting me where I wanted to go. So I did customer service. I worked different places. Security one, I've worked. I've been a security guard. I've been a two-year-old teacher um i got my cda at porter lee i worked with two year olds for like a year i was actually pretty good at it um working with two year olds working with two
0: year olds oh, you can give me you can give me some tips See, if you've gotten to three year olds i could really <laughs> use the help <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i actually uh, got an associates in child development um which was like really cool for me um it it, it made me kind of understand kids more. And it kind of, that's where that passion kind of started for wanting to help kids Um, because I got a chance with Porter Leaf, I was working with low, no income families. And so just got a chance to kind of see some of the things that kind of hold people back. And what I found, it was food for most things. Like sometimes I would have kids that would come in and it wasn't necessarily, they were hungry because their parents weren't,
0: it was they were hungry because their parents couldn't. Well, of and, course, and right. so it's not intentional. No. End, and that's a you know it's a shame that people think that. There are people who don't want to feed their children. (laughs) Of course, people want their children to be fed. And they want them to be fed nutritious and healthy food too. And it's not always easy to do.
1: And you know, and that's something I experienced, you know, Mm kind of growing up as well. It's like my mom was like, we never went hungry a day, but we didn't eat very healthy at all. And so there was kind of it just kinda what, you know. Awakened some things in me, just kind of paying more attention, kind mm-hmm. of grew up, grew me up. Um, after I left
0: there, I was like at American Eagles, all these different customer service jobs. But then you realize, but well, first of all, food, to running a restaurant, it is the hospitality industry, first mm-hmm. of all. Customer mm-hmm. service is something is going to come in helpful mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. for the rest of your career. Absolutely. So then you decided, you said you were around 25, I and was you decided 25. you wanted to be in food. I
1: met my, met my, now wife and and i fed her and she was like man if you could just knock some of the salt out of here, I bet this would be really good. (laughs) Like if you could just season with like not season all, season with just salt and pepper and just a little bit, Like, I bet this would be good. And so she kind of just watched me cook and just like, it was like magic, magic happens when I cook. I don't really see it, but I can feel it. It's something magical goes on. Like my heart starts to race. It's just all this happy stuff. Anyway, she saw that and she was like, dude, you should try culinary school. Well, all right, let's try it. I've tried everything else, right? It's culinary school. I, maybe let's see. So I get there. Did you go went, to LaCole? I did go to LaCole. Okay. I did not finish um, because... Neither did they. <laughs> it's okay. Heard. <laughs> yeah. Heard. Um, and for me, going there, you know, like I said, food's been a part of my life, like really a part of my life since I can remember, you know, walking. Sure. So going there... I kind of felt like I wasn't getting what I needed. And what I needed wasn't mother sauces, which I did need that as well. But what I needed was like hands on with the restaurant. And I felt like more or less I was doing, spending time just kind of with a younger crowd. Like I wasn't, I didn't feel connected. I did not feel like I was in the right spot. And that's the only thing that I really know to say that truly explains how I felt in that moment. I just did not feel like it was the right spot. And I'm very good about my feelings. When I don't feel right, I don't necessarily jump out of it, but it allows me to take the the glare off, the shimmers off. But you knew that you were back in the right field, just in the wrong place. Just in the wrong place. And so a friend of mine was like, hey, man, you should get a job at a restaurant. Like, go, restaurant, job. Take a dishwasher position if they give it to you. And so my first place was at Babalu. And I was on tacos. Were you in Midtown? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tacos and tapas. And I was on uh, the pantry side. And so I was doing like salads and desserts. Y'all, my first day working there, it was uh, Labor Day. It was so many people
0: in there. They can't see you. Oh my God. (laughs) There's there's lots of faces being made. Oh
1: my God. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Oh, my God. It was
1: so many people in there. I was, like, running around, like, getting stuff. And it was my first day. So, of course, you're, like, the low man on the totem pole. So they're, like, running you back and forth. Go to the walk-in. Get this. Get that. By the time I got home, I was so jittery and, like, anxious. I couldn't sleep. I was, like, I love it. I so it was back. a good hike up. It was the best. It was the absolute best thing. Like, best feeling ever. You know, because, I mean, you go from customer service, and it's like downtime, and you can pace yourself out. And it's office work. And it's office work. There's there's no loudness. There's no hollering. Y'all, people were, like, throwing pans and, like, Grease was flying. It was amazing. I was like, I can't wait to come back tomorrow.
0: Everyone loves flying Grease. (laughs) (laughs) Just dodge it.
1: That's kind of how I knew, like, yeah, this is it. This is it for me. so.
0: So where did you go after that?
1: So after that, um... I got this opportunity to work with this uh, talented young lady, um, and she was at this uh, restaurant. It was Memphis Lighthouse. It was actually not far from here, um, but it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of ended up, and this was kind this was my first experience. And this was maybe like two years into the whole thing. Right. It's my first experience of like real hardship, and I ended up not having a job, and I wasn't able to like get another job because, like, I'm new into the food industry, but I'm old for customer service. I had been out of customer service for, like, two, almost three years, and so people weren't trying to hire me for customer service because I had kitchen background, but kitchen wasn't trying to hire me because it's, like, the middle of the summer. Everybody's working, so then no room for me. Like, it was just difficult. It was really, Mm -hmm. really difficult, and so my wife and I actually ended up, like, not having anywhere to live, and Just so happened, I know this is going to sound crazy, but just so happens, like my cousin was moving out of her apartment, uh, Christina. She was moving out of her apartment into a house, and we needed somewhere to just be. And they had paid for their rent for like a month. And she was like, come here. Like, you know, figure it out. Come here. I don't have a bed, but like just bring your stuff and come here. And it was the hardest thing for my aunt to let me do without mm-hmm. her because she's like, Jesse, I don't want you on the floor. And, da, 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 and it's like, auntie, I really respect that. And I really appreciate that. But if you, if you keep making, if, if you keep being my cushion, then I'll never really know how it is to truly fall. And then you can't stand up. If you, if you have no concept of where the ground is, it's just like you standing on top of the building. If you have no true concept, if you're blinded, blindfolded, you don't know where the ground is. You don't know how it's gonna feel. You don't have the fear. You know what I mean? But if you stand in there and you don't have blinders on and you got that fear, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna jump. Either I'm gonna jump or I'm gonna get down. And we jumped and we stayed there and we were there for about three weeks. Um uh, my wife was still working, but it was just it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To like get a place and like really stand up. Right. So I got on at Cafe LA. And they uh, got like my first check and I got my first check and then friends of ours, uh, for a community group that we were a part of, they had a duplex and we got a duplex and we started standing on our feet and it was the greatest feeling ever. So I did Cafe LA for a while. It still really wasn't enough because they weren't paying me. I was making like 950. I was like, guys, I can't do this. So I filled out an application for the lookout at the top of the best, Right. Um, and I got it. And when I got it, I got it making, like, $13 an hour. So, like, I know that was thinking right now, I'm like, $13 an hour, I cannot do that. But, like, in that moment, that was the most money I had ever worked to do something that I love. Like, it, it blew my mind. Like, somebody would pay me to do something that I didn't mind doing. Like, I didn't mind getting up and coming to work and cooking, and people would pay me for it. So, I was at the lookout maybe for like a year and a half, something like that. And the chef there, he left and went to Seasons 52. And when he left, he left a letter. um, And he asked that his number be given to me and maybe like two other guys. He was like, tell them if they need a job to call me. I have it for them. And so I called him and he was like, come to Seasons. So at Seasons 52, I really got to let my hair down. Because here's the thing. You put me on a traditional line. There's nothing you can't teach me. As far as food is concerned, like I'm paying attention, I'm soaking it up so I can get it, but I'm systematic. So what I do is when you teach it to me, I work the steps out over and over and over and over again in my head until I have them and I have them mapped down. And I become like a robot almost with the steps. It's like muscle memory. And so that's what I did. I created the muscle memory. So after like six months of being in seasons, like I I could work my station to the T, my station. I started Salads. I moved down to uh, Sauté. They have a position that's called ATR, and it's the uh, position that's right behind the grillman.
0: Well, now, but at Seasons, you're not getting to have a whole lot of creativity, I wouldn't think. It's a corporate job, right? It's
1: absolutely corporate.
0: I think there I got
1: a clear understanding of, like, stations and, you know, relying on your teammates to kind of work together.
0: I'm a big believer in people being trained in corporate restaurants mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know I'm all about local I mm-hmm. review local restaurants I mm-hmm. eat in local restaurants but I can tell a big difference when someone comes from a you know a good corporate background I know that that training is coming through instead of a kind of like maybe some willy-nilly training that you might get from and I'm not saying certainly some local restaurants give good training. Others just kind of expect you to know what you're doing. I absolutely.
1: Think. And you're not, you're not saying anything wrong. It's it's just the
0: hard facts. No, it's, when you, I, you can tell it. Mm-hmm, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you really see it in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's a, a place where you can tell it yes, a lot. Absolutely. So there, there's, Every time somebody, anytime you want to eat at a non-chain restaurant, keep that in mind mm-hmm. that you you're helping out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're giving somebody some uh, experience there, yes, I guess. Absolutely. And people are always on me about that. You yeah. need to review yeah. chain places, and I you know I don't. But anyway, so you were at Seasons, yeah?
1: I I was there um, almost almost a year and a half, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and and I kind of got to the point where it's like, all right, guys, I know everything in here now. Like, let me out of here I gotta find something else I I'm progressive so I have to learn I have to have new experiences I have to keep going and and I have to keep receiving because once I learn it I master it so once I've mastered it it becomes breathing so I need huh. something else you know like fresh breath so it's right. so so time so, to move to something time new to right move to something new right so a friend of mine uh took my wife and I to the liquor store. And we mm-hmm. ate there. It was really good. I had like a Cuban. I, I know I don't eat pork now, but I had uh, the Cuban sandwich. The bread was amazing. I was like, oh, my God. I will eat this bread by itself. Like, I don't even need the rest of this. Give me the bread. So I'm on, on the phone looking in indeed maybe like before we
0: before we started uh doing this podcast you were telling me that if anybody who can bake bread is just their god that's the thing
1: you really like bread i love bread that's (laughs) why i can't get rid of this little belly jen (laughs) i love bread like i really love it like come on man bread and water we can survive i would survive i would survive on bread and water On bread and all right i would make it truly but just i mean think about that being able to make bread that's like Almost like creation. But you can
0: make bread. <laughs> I feel certain you can make bread. I can make really good biscuits. Can you? Oh. There's a real talent to that.
1: Oh, my God. I can make really good biscuits. All right. Really good biscuits. Yes, yet
0: there are none here in, in our studio. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We, I'll make you some start, biscuits. We could have started
1: Monday with biscuits. <laughs> I can make you some biscuits. Um, yeah, so I did. So, oh, oh, I did Seasons, and then the liquor store I ate there, it was really good. Um, and I'm scrolling on Indeed, and this is maybe, like, two or three weeks later, and there was a opening for a kitchen manager. And I have been, like, literally praying for a kitchen manager job, like, you know.
0: Yeah, well, by this time, you have, like, what, four? Almost five, five years, years of experience. experience. experience? Yeah, right. yeah, so it's
1: like okay, I'm ready. Like, I, I'm i confident enough to know that anything you teach me, I can learn. And I'm smart enough to know that there's so much more that I need to learn. Huh? And so I was like, I need something else. So I go into this email. I get an email from Luis. And I go into this whole email thing. And he's like, well, your background isn't really uh, kitchen manager-ish. But come in. Let's talk. Let's see what we can come about. Let's see what you have to offer. So I spent about two or three weeks there. After those two or three weeks, he was like, hey, man, yeah, I'm going to make you the kitchen manager if you want it. If you want it, you can have it. And we kind of hit the ground running. And I've really had some valuable experiences at the liquor store um, over this past year. It has really been a ride. Um, I got to be on TV, which was so fun. When is that going to air? Do we know? I have no idea when it's going to air. They're supposed to. Like, but this is a travel channel show, out. and mm-hmm. the name of it is uh, Food Paradise. Right? Yeah. And so when it airs, we're going, we've agreed we're all going to have like a watch party sure. and like, you know, make a big event out of it. Um, so I'm so excited, you know, for that part to just see myself like that is amazing. Um, but I had never done anything like that before. I've never been on TV. Right. You're,
0: you're a natural. <laughs> you, you are. You Thank definitely you. are. Thank you. And so now you are getting ready to start making. Fusion tacos. Absolutely. What else will there be on the menu besides the tacos? Do you know? I don't know, but I
1: do think that the creative integrity um is going to be left up a lot to me and Dave to kind of just go berserk with it. And so I'm I'm so open to everything. I wanna do salsas, I wanna do uh tortillas from scratch, like make the make the the ma, take the masa, make the flour, make the flour or the corn tortillas, and then fry them or bake them. Like I want to take it as far as I'm allowed to. I want to do desserts. Now you're not actually going to have a deep fryer there. I'm right? not, but I'll maybe be able well, to bake. fry. Yeah, you can skillet fry. You can bake. There's so right. many different ways we can do it. Sure, you can sun dry. I want to. There's going to be gardens and stuff. I will be sun drying tomatoes. In the summer on the regular. So we're going to be doing that. It's going to be a lot of connection with the neighborhood, especially the kids. Like, I'm, like, all for these kids. I want to feed these kids breakfast in the morning. So I want to come up with some really creative things we can uh, do with, like, breakfast tacos Mm -hmm. and breakfast burritos and just any kind of way that I can involve the community into this. Because I don't want this to just be... Well, well, nobody this here wants it right nobody right? here this is the you know it's the intention for this to be for the community so i want us to and there will be there will be
0: uh like special uh pricing and okay. there're gonna be a lot of things available for the community Absolutely. too but but it's open to everyone in the city and Absolutely. everybody in the city should go and support it because it's worthwhile and it's going to be delicious it pick is. that book up one more time, okay, one more time. <laughs> let, let's let's finish with something oh let me give you um, uh, let's just say you don't eat pork so we'll go to uh, I can cook it though and I'm sure you can you've already <laughs> talked about pork belly let's say lamb tell me what you would do with lamb, I'm look like through the there. Eye. Give me an idea. I can me. tell you. I don't have to look down no, right, here. I can tell you what I do with lamb. um
1: I would take some lamb um and I would definitely just just a little bit of kosher salt on it and create a uh, oil-based uh, marinade for it. Marinated for an hour and a half, lamb is pretty nice. You don't have to marinate that long. And I would sear it on two sides just for like a minute and a half just to get a nice little brown on it, tear it on two sides, slide it in the oven, and then I create a mint sauce for it, like a mint cream sauce to put on it. And with it, I would do like asparagus because I love asparagus and probably some jasmine rice. But I would, I don't know, maybe I get fancy and and turn it into. And we're going to make that a taco? Why not? I'm not saying no. I'm just yeah, making to, sure you know we're what? still.
0: You're making it sound like a plate. Well, All no, of a we've got the whole.
1: Well, here's the thing: you could take that. You you will have the flour tortilla. We'll put the
0: jasmine rice at the bottom. So that tortilla is a plate. Let's start thinking of the tortilla as as a plate. A plate. So All then right.
1: we'll do. We'll 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 put jasmine rice on the bottom.
0: Right. So I really like jasmine I rice. Do too. It's
1: it's really flavorful. Maybe with a little rosemary in it. So we can get. Wake up the aroma. rosemary and lamb. That's mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. And then um, You're gonna I ta- need some
0: garlic in there too. Ha- you know, yeah. I gotta
1: have garlic. You gotta have garlic. So what I do with the garlic? I would take the asparagus and and make like a cream sauce with the asparagus to drizzle on the top, right? So we'll have a nice, pretty green sauce on the top. Um And take Made that- of asparagus, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and nice. add that garlic in there. Mm-hmm. A little oil. Put a little creamy. Make it a little creaminess in it. Probably not mayo. I may do like sour cream, just so it'd be light. I like
0: light stuff. Just take some eggs, yeah.
1: emulsify so it Maybe that so, oil. Maybe it's kind so. of your own mayo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty good. You could just kind of start playing with it. Mm-hmm. Then that, But you got to keep that mint that mint cream sauce with mm. it, too. So I probably would cook, well, baste my lamb in it. Take it off the bone, mm. baste it in there, make a little, uh, chop it up really fine and put it on there and put that sauce on there and then drizzle the a, the... We'll call the, it asparagus ale. That's right. That's
0: what we're gonna call it. I put that on top. It put it on the menu. Mm-hmm. I'll be mm-hmm. in there for it. Gotcha. In fact, I'm gonna be in there for a lot of things. I can't <laughs> wait until you open, which should be sometime mid Septemberish. But that's not. There's no definite date yet. Right, right. But soon. Yes. And so now you're, I guess, gonna be over uh, just creating. Creating your menu,
1: absolutely, you're,
0: and that should be a lot of fun for you to oh get to God. really design the menu. Yes. This is a great opportunity, and you, I am one. I want to say I'm also really happy to see um, a young woman getting you. in a kitchen. We don't have enough women in the kitchen, and that's great. So, yes. and and you're a good pick. going you. You're going to do a great job.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really thank do. you,
0: Chef Jess. <laughs> Say
1: that thanks for joining us anytime
0: anytime. you can subscribe to this podcast and others from the Daily Memphian anywhere you get podcasts including iTunes, Spotify and Google Play follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Eat Drink Memphis and keep up with our monthly events at com slash delicious for the Destination Delicious podcast I'm Jennifer Biggs In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.